Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to week 11 of Real Talk with Shoot and Shock. You know, we're on a little bit of a time crunch today because not only does Shoot got to hurry up and get to work, but I got to make some pretty important fantasy calls here in about 30 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and dive right on in. Yeah, it is a big day. You know, we got fantasy playoffs. I'm playing dad. Uh, Chalk mm-hmm. had a bye last week, so he's back in the game. Um, but like Chalk said, I have my uh, football banquet after this. So we do did want to get this in beforehand so that we could get it up and it won't be up you know, tonight at 9 or something. Yeah, uh, hopefully yeah. we can get it out quickly. And that's the main reason we're going to kind of power on through this thing. Plus, because we got a lot we want to talk about. So Definitely. First, things, first things first, though. You know, Redskins game starts in about an hour, so I want to go ahead and address some of the storylines coming into this week's game. You know, who knows how many people are even going to be in the stands, for one. Uh, The tickets are on StubHub, like lower bowl, for $6. So, uh, John Kime tweeted out a picture of the parking lot at 10 o'clock, and there was like three cars there. So, I don't even know how many people are going to come to this game. Yeah, it's not a good sign uh, when tickets are that cheap, obviously. They're basically begging people to show up to this thing. Um, yeah. You know, I think the performance they put out last week is the reason why nobody's there. Mm-hmm. You know, typically, even if the Redskins aren't going to make the playoffs, they can still get people to show up to the game at least. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that performance last week was so abysmal that people are just like, why, why the hell am I going to spend money, go sit in the cold, mm-hmm. just to watch them get beat by the Cardinals? Uh, See, and that's the question. Is the ticket sales low because of that or because we're out of the playoffs? It's what a lot of people keep forgetting and got to keep in perspective, especially when it comes to Jay Gruden's job, yeah. is that this is the first time in three years that we have been out of the playoffs before the last week of the season. Yeah, we snuck in basically the last two years, but we were still like in the hunt all the way going down to the last week of the year. Yeah. So this is kind of back to familiar territory that people are kind of forgetting that, you know. So I don't know if that's why the tickets are cheap or not, but if there's anything that's going to wake Dan Snyder up, it's the fact that he's selling tickets for $6. So I'm hoping that he understands that there's some things that are going on that he needs to address, i.e. come out to the media and talk about Kirk Cousins, that you actually want him here so the fan base can be you know, understanding of what your plan is. Yeah. But also addressing the elephant in the room that is Bruce Allen and the fact that you got the Scott McLuhan trial coming up in a couple weeks where a lot of stuff could possibly come out in the media about the drinking culture in D.C. and all that stuff. So there's a lot of interesting things that could come out in the next couple weeks that should have major implications about our future. But you should still be able to sell an NFL ticket for $20. (laughs) Like $6 is insane. No, it really is. I mean, that's like, you know – some Browns level prices, to be honest. No, dude, that's um, that's ULM football prices. Yeah, I mean that's that's just it's not good. It's really not good. And, and no. like, it's like you said, you know, there, if there's anything that Dan understands, it's the hit to the Money. wallet. So mm-hmm. hopefully this will make him realize that we, we're we're not just going to let it slide anymore. You know, we're we're at the point where as a Redskins fan base, we have to decide like. Do we want to just continue going down this path and keep validating all the moves that that he's making? Um, Mm -hmm. Or do we want to take a stand against it? And, you know, obviously we're still going to be fans. I'm not going to not like the Redskins. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't had a problem not being super hyped up about it all week, you know, that I thought I was going to have, you know? Well, and the thing is, too, like you're saying, Dan Snyder knows nothing about football. I'm sorry. You can't convince me otherwise. However, he does know money. And I'm hoping that, yeah, he's realizing that even teams that are out of the playoffs are still being able to put a product on the field. So 
Last week in the podcast, typical, typical to form, I cursed the Redskins. Yeah. So I said that I expected them to come out, play hard, and play well. And what did we see? The exact opposite. Just so yeah. this week, they're going to be awful. I don't even know if they're going to know how to walk on two feet. So who knows? I'm just going to assume it's going to be absolutely atrocious, and then hopefully the curse will continue to go in our favor, and they'll play well. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be hard, uh, especially now that Zach Brown and Trent Williams have been ruled mm-hmm. out for this game. Um, you got the whole Junior Galette saga, which we'll get into in a second. But, you know, this team is in disarray right now. And, unfortunately, we don't have Kirk Cousins locked down to where he could step in and be like, look, I'm the leader of the team. I'm still going to be here. Yeah. You know, let's move forward through this season, have a good end. Yeah, no, uh, exactly. Because even that. if he even if he says the things in the press conference, like yeah, working towards something or whatever, we don't know for sure if that's the case because yeah. he's not. We, he could not be here. So, you know, like DJ Swearinger said something about that this week. He said, you know, I like what the Redskins are building for defensively for the future, but even his contract has only got two more years on it after this year. So, who knows? But as far as the storylines coming into the game, the Junior Glett thing we'll get into here in a second, but. It is DJ Swearinger's return home to Arizona, or yeah. at least the team he played for last. I mean, he moved around a lot in the league, but from what I understand, I think he thought Arizona was going to be the place that he landed for long term, and they ended up letting him go, and obviously worked out for the best. But I think he's definitely going to be playing with a big chip on his shoulder, and um, that's what you need in this safety, obviously, one who plays with passion, and as he always does. So I would never expect anything else. Week to week, I'm just saying, this yeah. week in particular, that he didn't play that well last week, so I'd expect a big game from him. Obviously, need Kirk Cousins to rebound from the worst game he had of his year last week, especially for me, because I'm starting him in fantasy in the playoffs. So I hope he gets his typical 300 yards and maybe two touchdowns. But um, if he doesn't, we can slip up and lose to the Cardinals. I mean, it's a team quarterback by Blaine Gabbert, but they do have a – great secondary and Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson and they still have some playmakers on that team so we could still easily lose just as much as we could easily win no I agree 100% I mean I think it's more likely that we will lose given the way we played last week and the mm-hmm. fact that everything we say on the podcast you know is the opposite so <laughs> yeah um but you know in reality <clears throat> you know I'm not that upset that I'm gonna have to miss a, a majority of this game um because of my yeah. football banquet you know, I, I can't believe I'm even saying that, but um, I just it don't – it, it just doesn't seem like the team wants to be there. At least it didn't last week. So, you know, obviously I'll watch the beginning of the game and we'll see what they show up as, but I my, my hopes are not high. Yeah, and that was the big story. Like you said, it did seem like they didn't want to be there. So, I mean, they're playing for pride at this point. They need to come out and show the fans that they're a better team than what they were last week. So, but to the end – Again, if anyone has been following the podcast, the, the channel, you know, when we even do live streams, I talk about it. But if you follow me on Twitter, you also know that I am a big time Junior Gallette fan. And it came out this week that he plans to pursue free agency at the end of this year, which if I'm the Redskins organization, I, I don't know how I feel because clearly they're not playing him to the level in which he feels like he deserves reps. And that's his biggest qualm is that he wants to play. He thinks that if he were to be a starter and get every rep to learn the cadence, uh, understand what the quarterback is doing, what the offensive linemen are doing, learn their ticks and whatnot, 
he would return to form, double-digit sacks. And given his limited limited time on the field, I have every indication to believe that he's correct. But they're not playing him. So I just don't know how the Washington organization can feel when they sit here and they're like, we invested two years in this guy, literally, to just rehab here. He's out on the field when he is out there, even though it's a limited capacity. He's performing, but now he's ready to leave. That We basically just gave him a year to get his skills dusted off to then go leave to be a 20, you know, 10-sack outside linebacker. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the typical path of uh, the Redskins, you know. I, I saw this thing that he tweeted um, not too long ago where it was showing uh, <clears throat> statistical leaders on the defensive line, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's right up there, but he has half the snaps as everybody else. Yeah. Like, it's pretty outrageous. And we're not talking sacks or anything like that, but, you know, the, the little statistics that a lot of people don't really realize, you know, hurries and, and rushes and things like that. Exactly, the pressure. And yeah. the thing is, is that – Again, you have to watch every play of every game with the Redskins to really understand it and yeah. see when he's out there. Because you really have to look for him because you never know when he's going to be there. It's usually Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan. But when he is in there, he's a half a second away almost every single time. Yeah. Now, a passive beer looks two sacks over 15 games or whatever we're at this week, and they'd say, oh, he's not that good. But nah, he's gotten big time holding penalties that have helped us before because he just the guy has to hug him to just stop him from running past him and then he, when he does get the opportunity to make a sack he he has delivered so I do feel that if he gets the opportunity to be out there more you know defensive end is such a finesse position you're just trying to read the guy in front of you more than anything so if he can have to learn those niches over run plays instead of just putting him in on third and nine when they know that the pass rush is coming and all the right tackle has to do is pass that. Yeah. You give him an opportunity to make some moves inside, outside, stuff like that. I think he would be a beast. But, you know, he started his free hashtag free 58 campaign on Twitter and it actually went pretty viral. I mean, all the Redskins media outlets had him on the radio this week and um, let him kind of speak his piece. And to me, that's pretty unique as far as the Redskins as an organization. They're like, okay, this guy's complaining. Let's give him his platform. So maybe that's a good sign. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think that they're smarter than that to let him, you know, smarter than to let him go. But, you know, it's hard to tell. We've done everything from, you know, sign the high-value guy to, mm-hmm. you know, just release whoever. You know, it's hard to let tell a, what's going to happen. And Let a Pro Bowl running back walk over $2.3 million over three years, and now yeah. we have no running backs. We exactly. could have had Alfred Morris sitting on the, the roster, but everyone decided that $2.3 million over three years was too much. Are you kidding Which me? Which is just outrageous, like, yeah. I mean, and now I don't even – Ladoon, whatever his name is, our running back, our second-string running back this week. I don't even know his name. Like, <laughs> But you let Alfred Morris walk over $2.3 million. So I think if he were to test free agency, get an offer, and if the Redskins match it, if it's not outrageous, like a Pierre Garçon offer where he got 16 mil guaranteed in his first year, if he's going to chase his money like that, hey, just like when Pierre left, hey, man, all for it. I, pre- I understand what you're doing. You're providing for your family. But if it's a competitive offer and the Redskins match it, I think he'll stay. So Well, that, that's dependent on him getting more reps, too. I mean, And that's the key. Yeah, they would have to say, hey, we're going to play you more. So I, I, I wish I could believe in Preston Smith more. I think I, we've seen flashes of the player he can be, which is always in the first five weeks of the season. Every year he's been here, he's amazing the yeah. first five weeks. Gets multiple sacks in a game and then just doesn't do anything for the rest of the year. So... I think he can be a player, but if I have to choose right now which one I would prefer, it's definitely Galette. So um, that's me. But, you know, 
that's kind of how we'll see how this thing plays out. I think that he'll you'll see him on the field more today. And I hope so. The the Cardinals have given up the second most sacks in the entire NFL. So Got that our pass rush, our pass rush should be going pretty good today. So we'll see. But um, you know, either way, going to be another passive viewership of the Washington Redskins game because it's definitely not been a quality product over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. So that's that for the Redskins uh, off our soapbox, so to speak. And we're going to go ahead and move into something that we talked about last night on our live stream, if you caught it. Um, we were live streaming the Ghost uh, Recon Wildlands new Predator DLC. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But we said in the show that we're pretty much done pre-ordering video games. And I kind of want to elaborate more on that in today's episode because really with how big and blowing up the video game industry is – it's kind of crazy to say, yo, I'm not buying any more good games anymore, but we got a pretty good valid reason behind it. Yeah, I mean, you know, to give you a little background here, so the, the video game industry back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you wanted to get the new game that was coming out on the day that it came out, you had to pre-order it because it would usually sell out, generally, exactly. for most games, for most AAA games. So, you know, I used to work at a GameStop back in the day, and that that was a thing. You, you know, games would sell out quite frequently, okay? But now we're at this point where they've gotten you into this mode of where you're you're just expecting to pre-order a game because you think it may mm-hmm. sell out, whatever. And then you go, you know, I, I pick it up two days late or whatever, and it's still sitting there. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then on top of that, okay, so it's not just the idea of pre-ordering. If, if they were still a scarce product, I'd understand it, okay? But it's mm-hmm. not. <clears throat> but... Mm-hmm. More importantly, with Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the microtransaction situation with that game, but then also all of the demands that come with games nowadays, such as buying DLCs or Season Pass or whatever, yeah, the idea of pre-ordering a game before you know what the product is going to be is outrageous. Because... Yeah. It's, it's just not worth it. They've been it's so disingenuous not. in their marketing that you don't know what the game is going to look like, and then you're mm-hmm. stuck on the hook, like me, with a bunch of games that you're probably not going to play. You know, mm-hmm. Destiny 2, I wish for the life of me I could trade it in, but I bought it digitally. Um, but, mistake. Yeah, and, and I'm so pissed weird. off at Destiny, and we'll get into that in a second, but this is the culture of gaming now, and the only way that we could stop this ridiculous cycle is to stop buying into it. Oh, absolutely. So, all Chute and Chuck viewers, rally together. We will stop this titan. Of we have the video. No, but in all seriousness, like, yeah, like what you're saying, back in the day you had to pre-order or you weren't going to get the game for two, three days or what yeah. have you. And then when that kind of went away, they were like, okay, well, if you pre-order, we're going to give you this dope DLC package or we'll give you a little action figurine or something cool, like yeah. at least give me to go do it. Now they're just like, nah. Like, Star Wars, there was nothing. It was just like, thanks, here you go. Here's the game. Yeah, you maybe and, got, like, like a, a gun or something. Like, nothing crazy. Yeah, something ridiculous. And then something to where I'm too lazy to even go into the PlayStation store, type in that long code, and download it. It's not even worth it. So, but yeah, like, so you got that going. And then the whole fact that you just never know where you're going to go in terms of your time that you have to play a game and which one you're going to be on the hook with for a while. Like how we're stuck on Fortnite just because it's such a good game. Yeah. So there's really no point of running out to buying games day one anymore. Like right now I have at least five games in my library that I need to beat. Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, I still haven't even beaten that. That's a travesty in itself. Yeah. Tomb Raider 2. 
Um, yeah, I still got a bunch of games that I need to play. Grand Theft Auto, like the actual storyline, and or just getting back online because they just released another free DLC in that with the flying DeLoreans and all that I stuff. I know, I know. And, and Doomsday, you know, Heist and all this crazy stuff. So I got plenty of games in my library to where I definitely don't need to buy a new game anymore. But it's it's just it's frustrating because that's not what like the gaming community was supposed to be. Like you know, we were kind of like a bunch of outcast nerds who like to play video games, and now it's all about price gouging and making sure that you can sucker some dummy to pay 15 grand in microtransactions. I mean, that's really what it is. You know, these major corporations, and, and again, this is not the fault of the game developers per se. I mean, they are all being bought up by huge corporations like EA, and mm -hmm. the only thing that matters to EA is not the level of the gameplay, not any of that. It's how much oh, money no. is it going to bring in. They literally... Yeah. Do not care about the game at all. And that's no. the sad state. So you see a game like Star Wars Battlefront 2, which we've played, and I still maintain is not the worst game ever. If you can get past yeah. the microtransaction stuff, it's a really well-done game. Graphics are awesome, and it's really cool to run around in the Star Wars universe. But they, the developers, they know that they could have made a better game. And, and it could have been a much better experience. But EA yeah. came in and said, you need all these microtransactions. You need this. Exactly. We're going to make money. We don't care what it does to the game. And that's the sad thing. So <clears throat> fast forward, you look at a game like Destiny 2. Now, there's a lot of controversy about this right now um, because they just came out with a DLC, which is typical in the life cycle of a game. You put out a DLC. But Ugh, the problem God, with this... Sick. I know, right? I know. It's <laughs> terrible. Like, the fact that that's typical is terrible. That, but, that we've come so used to, oh, there's going to have to be a DLC. What happened to buying a game and getting the whole game? I mean, no, and I mean, you know, there are useful DLCs, and then there are, are what Destiny just did. You know, like, yeah, like you know, the, the Predator DLC, which was free on uh, uh, Ghost Recon, is a, is a useful DLC. It brought us back into the game. Yes, I agree. This one is 100% predatory in the fact that it put in 200 new items, in, I mean, uh, updated 200 items into the game, right? Mm -hmm. 100 of those items are from Destiny 1. So Which they told everyone who's playing Destiny 2 play Destiny 1. Right, and they told you you couldn't port all your old stuff from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 because it's a brand new game. Oh, well, fast forward to the first <laughs> DLC. Uh, yeah, oh, we're going to give you all that stuff back. And then the oh other gosh. half of the stuff is locked behind loot boxes, like these bright engrams, which you have to collect and open. Um, but then, okay, so that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that it raises the level cap on certain uh, dungeons and, and missions to where if you don't have the DLC, you can't do those missions. And these are missions that you already have in the base game. So you were able to play them. Now if you want to go try your, your skills at the next difficulty level, because you've been grinding on that same dungeon for four months, oh, guess what? You have to buy the DLC in order to level enough to be able to survive in those dungeons. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's the last straw for Destiny for us. Oh, I'm done. Period. I, we were up on the podcast, and you go back and watch our old episodes. We were hyped about Destiny, and I, yeah, I got, ugh, it makes me so mad. I got suckered in, man, because we we played Destiny one, and then got to the first DLC, like we are here, we are today, and got out because yeah. it was terrible. And Can't handle it. I used, and we were bashing Destiny just like we're bashing Destiny right now, and, and then, they somehow bring us back <laughs> in. They, they pulled me back in, and I just. I, and that just goes back. No more pre-order, man. I'm not buying into the hype about anything anymore. Nope. Ever. I'm going to wait at least it. a week for and every game. So, yeah, Destiny, I checked GameStop app yesterday. Still $18 for a return. So, unlike you, which is out of characteristic anyway that you bought the digital. I know. You are like 
the never return type of guy. You have the biggest collection that I know. I know. And so you, the one game you buy digital comes back to bite you. So I'm definitely returning it. There, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, that game's going back. And if you're a big Destiny fan and disagree with us, please comment below. Let us know. But I just, there's so many other better products out in the market right now that I, they got another company who's doing things completely for free, hasn't even technically even released their game yet, and. They're just giving you all the content for free where Destiny's like, oh, here, here's the game you used to have. Now we're taking it away from you. So, yeah. unless you buy our DLC. So, I can't take that. It's, it's a step too far, sad. man. It's a step too it far. Is. So, really, the only way we can fight back is, again, by voting with our wallets. You know, we're not yeah. saying that we're going to change the game just by ourselves, but at least, at least I'm going to feel better about myself. I mean, I legitimately, this year in gaming, I felt like I've gotten duped. By multiple yeah. games, you know, like you well, put it in, you're like, oh, this is fun. And then two two days later, you're like, eh. And if B-Dog is listening, he's probably mm -hmm. laughing and shaking his head because he's constantly been trying to tell us, you know, slow down. Like when we were big into Wildlands, like you mentioned last night on our live stream, we probably did put about 50 hours into that game. And For then sure. something came out, something that I honestly don't even remember which one it was. It might have been Destiny. I don't know. But no, it couldn't have been Destiny because no. it was too long ago. But either way. Something pulled us out, and then he was, like, still trying to play by himself. And if anyone who has played Wildlands knows, you can't really play that game by yourself. You definitely need to have at least one friend with you. But at it's least. way better if you have three other people with you. Because if you have – the more group of people you have, you don't have to worry about, like, AI and stuff like that. So where we listen loud and clear, B-Dog, we're going to stop. Yeah. We're going to kind of – no longer buying new games. We're going to try to actually complete every game because it really is satisfying when you do beat one. I mean, the whole reason I went out and got the new Tomb Raider is because I beat Tomb Raider 1 twice. And here, Tomb Raider 2, which is the better one of the two, apparently, you know, deluxe edition that I got for $20 because I waited. Yeah. It's been sitting in my PlayStation library, not even touched. So Same for me. Know, I mean, you, I got Watch Dogs too. I got that. I mean, we got to play these games. If you play the games we have now... By the time the games that are about to come out, when we're ready to even jump into them, you can get them for 50% off on the PlayStation Network. So yeah. definitely hang tight and just wait. Finish out what you have. But if you do have Wildlands, listen to us and definitely reinstall this game. This is on, like Chip was saying, the good side of a DLC. It's All it is is a, a, a new mission, essentially, lets you get out into the woods and relive the Predator movie. It was pretty terrifying if you go back and watch our live stream i mean we went in at the worst time possible it was raining it was night and you if you have your playstation headphones on with the audio coming into your headset it is it gets your heart racing i mean you hear that the clicks the click, click 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 that the predator does and it's intense man yeah i mean it really is a a really well done dlc i gotta i gotta say you know um, like you said, we put about 50, 60 hours in this over the summer, uh, when, when it came out or back when it came out, <clears throat> mm. um, and we just kind of forgot about it. And the second that we heard about this DLC, I, we, we had decided we were going to download, re reinstall the game. Um, and we jumped back in just to get acclimated to the game before the live stream. And within five minutes, I was like, wow, I can't believe we ever stopped playing this game. Mm -hmm. It's really, yeah, no, it's really okay. awesome. It is a great game, and anyone who's ever played Tom Clancy games in the past, whether it be the, the two-player kind or like SOCOM or any of those tactical espionage-type games, Metal Gear, obviously, but Metal Gear single-player, so yeah. total different experience with similar elements in terms of 
just the guns that you're going to see, the the type of uh, enemies you're going to fight. You know, it's not fantasy at all. It's completely realistic. But the map in this game is absolutely ridiculous. It's huge. I mean, I haven't even seen the whole thing. And you've got helicopters and all these other things. But the, the element of playing together and then the fact that you can come in from different angles, you can use your drone to spot enemies and things of that nature. And, you know, shoot can go up at the top of the hill and be my overwatch and snipe people as I'm sneaking through the the town to go complete the objective and it's very well done so i'm sure that was dirt cheap on the playstation oh, store for sure. right now it's definitely gonna be it. cheap yeah another another example of why if you just wait till in games come back around because they're trying to suck you back in with this dlc and they did a great job with it so yeah i, I mean it really the, they, they did a really good job of of setting up that predator mission you know we, we were all wondering how is this going to work mm-hmm uh in the game and it's just like any other mission you walk up find a character but then you have to investigate the area and man i mean it's you know go back and watch the live stream it's it's creepy it's uh just as suspenseful as the movie and then you have to fight the predator and of course we couldn't beat him i think i think you need more than two people yeah and that's why we're we're trying to pump this up so much for you guys so that way if you're if you do have it or if you're on the fence of maybe buying it please get it and download it help us because I tweeted that out last night during the live stream. I'm like, yo, it, this is hard because it's definitely made for four people to do it at the same time. But yeah, yeah it's it's intense. It's definitely worth uh, a shot if you have the game. So definitely download that. But to that end, you know, we're talking about live streams and stuff like that. You know, we're going to keep kind of rolling with those as we move forward. Chip came out with some way that we could get both of our faces on the screen at the same time. So I would say expect some more live streams coming your way on the channel. Oh, for sure. You know, it's it's a fun way for us to uh, kind of engage with you guys. You know, our, our viewership hasn't been huge. We do have a few that have been watching. So shout out to the, the people who have been watching. But, um, you know, it's just a fun way for us to share our experience playing video games, um, especially with a game like Fortnite. You know, we, we do. It, it's competitive. It's fun. It's easy to uh, enjoy somebody watching somebody else do it. Um, but, you know, yeah. if there's any other games out there that you guys would want us to live stream or maybe you want to join us on a live stream, that's, you know, really the bigger thing. If you want to join us and, and play with us, by all means, let us know, man. We, we are always looking for people to play with. And more importantly, oh, yeah. we need people to help us beat the freaking Predator and things like that. So if you ever want to be on, just let us know. Yeah, no, for sure. And like you were saying, um, if you if there's a game that you want us to, to play to see what it looks like, because I know last night... Uh, one of my high school buddies, John Penline, hit us up on Twitter after I tweeted about it and was like, yo, what's your YouTube channel? So that way, because uh, I guess he was thinking about maybe trying it out or wanting to see the Predator mode. So things like that, you know, just let us know. We'll, we'll jump into them for you. But um, definitely come join because not only is that just awesome to have more people online with you and getting in the community together, but we could seriously use some help on that mode particularly. And or Fortnite because I still have yet to win my stupid second match. I mean... I know it is but, frustrating. I've got like seven way, wins now. We're still waiting to get Chakas. And as so. frustrating it is, as it is, I still can't wait to play it again. Because I, I know that I, I want to get it. I'm, I'm thirsty for that second win. So I would expect maybe a live stream or at least some clip or video that you can put together for you on some of our better kills and stuff. Because we had one really awesome the other day where a drop was coming in. We, we just decided to rush him and we were able to kill a couple of people. It was pretty sweet. Unfortunately, yeah, we didn't awesome. get to save it. But... We're going to try to start saving our better clips like that for you all so you can see our highlight tapes. But, yeah, that's really much it for this week. Definitely um, keep up with the channel. Like you said, expect some more live streams intermittently through the week. 
hopefully the Redskins look absolutely amazing today. I think they're going to be the best team in the NFL, yeah, we'll and or they're not going to be. So, in other words, I think they're going to play terrible. They're going to be awful. The curse of the podcast. I think they're going to be the, the worst team in the NFL. So who knows? Otherwise, come back, check us out on the next episode of Real Talk with Shoot and Shot. We appreciate it. Oh, and don't forget to give us a follow on social media, at ShotK73, at underscore Mr. C. Like and subscribe. Come back next week. We appreciate it.